0: Join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress.
1: It uh, creates life-giving and life-promoting relationships. So this culture of honor is uh, designed to give life, to give life, not take away life, but to give life. All right, thirdly, this culture of honor empowers people, empowers people. This culture will allow people to feel empowered to walk in their gifts and their callings and, and what God has, has uh, assigned them to do, okay? Fourth, this culture values freedom. It values freedom. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We mentioned to you, you can do what you want to do, but there are consequences. And we want to teach, uh, teach this culture of honor that we don't do things because there's rules against it. No, we don't do things because I honor you too much. And so because I honor you, I'm not going to treat you wrong. I'm a, uh, because I honor you, I'm not going to lie to you. Because I honor you, I'm not going to steal from you. Come on, talk to me. Not because there's rules against it. I'm not going to do it because I honor too much. Got it? Uh, Number five, this culture of honor has the goal of peace because peace is the primary quality of the government of God. Okay? Six, this uh, culture of honor releases every individual believer into his or her unique identity and destiny. it releases every individual believer into his or her unique identity and destiny. God created all of us to be originals, not copies. And so there's something in you and something you can do that no one else can do like you. Come on. That's why you're significant to the plan of God, because God can't find anybody else can do you like you. So tell your neighbor said, do you. All right. Then number seven, uh, this culture of honor will embrace a wealth mindset that we want to become wealthy. Not to say we're wealthy, not to have our barns filled, but we want to become wealthy so we can be a blessing to other people and we can uh, we can uh, perpetuate this thing generationally. Okay? Because see, wealth, rich, just takes care of you. Wealth takes care of generations. And see, we just don't want to be rich. We want to be wealthy. Because when we leave, we want our next generation and our next generation taken care of. You with me? So when I go, you know, when we go 120, I want every piece of property, every asset that FCCI has completely paid for in full so nobody ever be able to take it from the next generation. And see, it takes wealth to do that. See, when you go... They shouldn't have to put your house up for auction. It should be paid for. Amen. So your children can stay there if they want to, Amen. or they do something else with it if they want to, but nobody's pressuring them to do anything because it's ours. Amen. Amen. See, wealth does that. And see, this culture of honor embraces this wealth, con- uh, wealth mindset because I'm not just thinking about me, I'm thinking about others. Amen. I'm blessed to be a blessing until all the families of the earth Oh, be I heard one preacher say this. He says, uh, you, we should all uh, commit to do this. Uh, help the poor by getting rich. See, that's how you can help people when yourself, you yourself are taken care of. Amen? All right, so that today I want to kind uh, <clears> of <throat> switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about how do we practically establish this culture of honor because a lot of times we can get information And we can know the what and the why, but a lot of times we don't ever get to the how. And see, it's the how, when you walk out the how, that makes the difference in what you know. Okay? Just knowing what to do and not doing it doesn't bring change. Because you can leave this place and say, yeah, I know Pastor's teaching on the culture of honor. We should have the culture of honor. I should be walking in the culture of honor, but still not be walking in the culture of honor. Because you don't know how to do it. And so this practical part of it, I want want to practically uh, lay out some things on how we can walk out this culture of honor because it's going to be, it's going to come into place or it's going to come into effect through our behavior changes. Hello. So in other words, you can't remain the same and expect a new culture to be established. You see, you hearing that? You can't put old, uh, new wine in old wineskins. It'll cause the weak to leak. And so we have to change our mindset, change our disposition as it relates to church and people who come to church. We got to understand that God's going to bring some people in here that may look a little strange. Y'all don't look too happy about that. May, may, May act a little strange, but you know that that's okay because he's bringing them into an environment bringing them into a culture that there can be sustained change. And we who are already in the culture are not afraid of strange. Because we remember the day when we were once. Oh, I feel my help coming on now. (laughs) Yeah, we all had strange days. But somebody took the time to overlook our strangeness and see something on the inside of us, and say, okay, they look strange now, but as long as they keep coming, long as we keep working with them, well, we can get something to come out of them. Because uh, uh, there's a song out, but I've, I've coined this phrase, there's a king in all of us. Amen. But sometimes we haven't recognized the royalty Amen. that's on the inside of us, and so we behave outside of royalty because we don't understand we are royalty. But if we can just hang around somebody that can speak into our life long enough to expose and to ignite that royalty on the inside of us. One day we'll rise up and we'll start talking like walking like and acting like we're royalty because we recognize what's on the inside of us. But you need a group of people that can put you in a place where there's time for you to incubate. Praise the Lord. Cocoon you. So that when you break out your cocoon, you're not a caterpillar anymore. You're, you're a beautiful butterfly. Amen. And see, that's what this culture of honor is. Culture of honor is embrace a person. Wrap them with the honor. Wrap them with the love of God. Wrap them with the word of God. And as we minister to them, and then when, they, when we release them, they'll be able to spread their wings, and they're a totally different person. Are y'all hearing this? And far And far too many churches are still discounting people. Because of they don't measure up to their particular standard. There's only one standard for God is that for you to be alive. If you're alive, you can get saved, you can get healed, you can get prosperous. Come on now. You can receive all that God has if you're alive. And so we need to begin to look at people the way God looks at them so that we can begin to minister to them in this culture of honor. So they can be all that God has created them to be. Are y'all hearing this? Amen. Amen. So how do we do that? How do we do that? First of all, we have to look at heaven's model. We have to look at heaven's model because remember, heaven is the, is the example, right? And we're bringing heaven to earth. So we have to look at heaven's model. How does heaven look at uh, this culture of honor? How does heaven look at people? So go to John 17. Go to John 17, and I'll make a statement for you. John chapter number 17. All right, and we're going to uh, look at a few verses over there. John 17, just to give you some context in John 17. John 17 is uh, Jesus' prayer before he uh, left to go uh, to glory. Uh, many people think Luke 11, that model prayer that we just mentioned, the first, uh, how Father which art in heaven be thy name. Uh, many people entitled that the Lord's Prayer. But really, the Lord's Prayer is found in John 17. That prayer over in Luke 11 that we pray, Our Father which art in heaven, is actually a model prayer. Jesus gave us that as a model to pray unto God. Now, he gave us a model, but John 17 gives us the insight or gives us the prayer that he prayed to the Father as he knew he was getting ready to uh, then be transitioned from um, from Earth to glory, okay so John seventeen is what we 're going to look at, but I want to make a statement to you uh, first, okay John seventeen and we 're going to begin reading at verse number twenty. now the statement is this statement is this: every person you encounter is one Christ has honored in his life, death, and resurrection. Let me say that again, every person you encounter is one that Christ has honored with his life, death, and resurrection. Say it one more time for you. Every person, doesn't matter, old, young, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Every, po- every person you encounter is one God has honored with his life, death, and the resurrection. Are y'all, y'all seeing the picture? So every person every person you encounter in church, every person you encounter on the street, every person you encounter at work, every person you encounter in your community, every person you encounter on vacation, every person you encounter is one that God or Jesus has honored, has honored, past tense, with his life, his death, and his resurrection. Amen. Why? Because he died for every last one of them. Yes. So if Jesus died for everyone, that means he's honored everyone. See, that's, see, see we've got to look at heaven's model. So heaven's model is that God didn't say, I'm going to send my son for the religious folk. I'm just going to send my son for the ones who are sick. I'm going to send my son for the ones who are poor, the ones who are rich. No, he said, I'm going to send my son for the whole world. And so when he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What he's saying is every human on the face of the earth, I've honored with my life, my death and my resurrection. He got up for everybody. He didn't just get up for you who are in church. The reason why you can be in church is because he got up. Talk to me now. Y'all hearing this? And see, we got to change our perspective. And understand that this is a creation of God. Now, not everyone is a child of God yet. But everyone is a creation of God, whereby God died for every last person. You got that? And so now, if he honored this person enough to die for them, what should be my response to them? Come on, let's talk about it. I mean, if if he was willing to lay his life down for the person that I'm choosing not to like right now. Who am I? To put down what God has endeavored to raise up. Come on now. Y'all hearing this? So that's heaven's model. God said, look, everybody. He says he saves to the othermost. God doesn't put criteria on people for salvation except for faith. He says you must believe and you must confess. That's faith. He said you don't have to clean up your act. You don't have to stop smoking. You don't have to stop drinking. You don't have to stop uh, doing what you do. Just come to me just like you are. Believe that I died for you. And my blood was shed for your sins. Receive that, and you're born again. And on the spot, you could be a born again smoker. Oh, this is making some religious folk nervous now. Don't get nervous in the service. Hunt hundred neighbors said, Don't get nervous in the service. A born again smoker? Yes. A born again smoker. On the spot, bam, born again. Spirits recreated. Because he didn't say he didn't say you have to put that down in order to get saved. But a lot of times, even in our witnessing and even in our sharing, we always want to bring up what people are doing wrong. Instead of just saying we have a savior that can take you just like you are and put his spirit on the inside of you and cause that spirit on the inside of you to change some things in you and cause you to put down what you've been doing. But let's not even talk about that right now. Let's not talk about your habits. Let's not talk about your mouth. Let's not talk about your sin right now. Let's talk about the Savior. Because if I can't get you to receive the Savior, I can't help you with your smoking. I can't help you with your lying. I can't help you with your teaching because you need the Savior to help you with that. You see that? But boy, we we get saved for five years and we've stopped smoking. Or oh, Lord, we've stopped sinning, and, you know, we get ourselves cleaned up, and then we, you know, we walk around and be like, how dare you sin? <laughs> you little rascal, you. You just were doing that three years ago. Isn't <laughs> yeah, that amazing? That's why I, I've, uh, when I've uh, done the training for Operation Push, I tell people, man, you don't have to go out and talk about what people do wrong. They already know they're wrong. That's one thing you don't have to tell people. You don't have to tell people when they're wrong. They already know it, and they don't need somebody else to have this uh, this air about them and try to put them down when they ne- when act like they never had no issues. I can tell you right now, I had some issues in my life, but thank God for Jesus. I thought I had it going on. I was just a little. I was always good looking. I little conceited thing. I just you know just. Just all conceited and just, you know, I knew I, was, I knew I was a bad boy. Yeah, just all conceited, but I was just tore up on the inside. Low self-esteem and low self-worth and, and uh, lack, lack of confidence. I was just all jacked up, but, I, but I, had, I had an exterior that could cover that stuff up. I always could dress. I should've got best dressed in high school, but they gave it to some, some preppy dude that he would wear sweaters wrapped, tied around his neck. (laughs) And penny loafers with no socks. (laughs) I had penny loafers on, but I put socks on with mine because I ain't wanted to light up the room when I took off my shoes. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. You need to wear some socks. You You need to wear some socks. It absorbs the perspiration. so i had this shell that i could cover up some deficiencies on the inside of me but if you but if you really examine me and li- really listen to me i wasn't i wasn't very confident at all and so jesus had to work with me and, and jesus had to had to work on some things on the inside of me through his word to cause me to be uh, be confident cause me my esteem to rise up you, you follow what i'm saying so all of us had all of us had issues, and so we can't we, we we have to fight against forgetting those times and forgetting those seasons in our lives. We don't exalt them. We don't stay there. But well, we got to remember, man, that this person I'm dealing with, God has honored them like He honored me, and God I got to work with them like somebody worked with me because I didn't get here on my own. I had somebody helping me and working with me. So they just need somebody to work with them. See, that's what culture of honor does. But church as usual or, 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 or religion says if you don't measure up, we're going to keep you at arm's length. We're going gonna to keep you away. We're going to keep you away because we want to we wanna stay, we want to feel safe. And see, that's just an indication that you're not as mature as you think you're going to mature, as, as uh, mature as you think you are, because if you hang around sin, and you are tempted to sin, you need to grow up. Oh, I felt it. I felt that quick, and I felt it. Yeah, I can hang around. I can be ready miss the midst of sin, and I ain't be tempted. Ready to be, don't, even be, don't even be tempted. I can walk through the alcohol aisle at the grocery store, and not even be tempted. I walk through it fast, though, because some of y'all, some of y'all, because some of y'all are not where I am. Say if I'm walking slow and looking at you know, kind of looking around, and yet somebody see me like, oh, passing red by. Somebody. I go, no, I'm not. I'm walking through to get to the the uh, frozen food section. <laughs> Amen. So I have to do those things to keep y'all okay. Like sometimes I get uh, you know, uh, some some uh, carbonated water. And sometimes they bring in a, a, a fluke kind of glass with the lime on the side. I tell them, no, take that away. Give me a regular shoulder glass. Because see, some, y'all ain't there yet. Y'all across the, oh, oh, oh! I'm drinking water. And you're like, oh, pass the drinking. No, I'm not drinking. So I do that for y'all. But the glass don't tempt me. The wine bottle on the table when you sit down, don't tempt me. Amen. Some of y'all sit there and be like, I wonder how that tastes. <laughs> and they're, they're, they'll hook you up with a taste, too. they hook you up. You, you, ask, you ask the way, would, would you like a taste? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a taste, give me a taste, give me a taste. Come on, let's get to John John 17. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck here today. I, I want to get to a place. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Listen to, listen to my statement again. Every person you encounter is one Christ has honored with his, in his life, his death, and his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Yeah, everyone. Everyone you encounter. If you just, you walk, when you leave here today and just drive down the street, if somebody's driving past you in the car, Jesus died for them. When you go in the grocery store, every person you encounter, Jesus died for him. Wow, wow! When you go to work tomorrow, the biggest heathen on your job, (laughs) Jesus died for him. Oh wow, wow! That person that's 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 uh, that person that's standing on the side of the road asking for help, Jesus died for him everyone that you encounter God has already Jesus has already honored with his life death and resurrection okay John uh, 17 let's look at verse number 20 uh, please John 17 20 Uh, go back up to 16 it says they are not of the world even as I am not of the world sanctify them through that truth Thy word is truth. and thou hast sent me into the world even so have I also sent them into the world and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth neither pray I for tho- these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou father are in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou has sent me and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them. Wow. That they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. All right. Look, let me read the verse 22 out of the Amplified for you. Verse 22 says, I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me that they may be one, even as we are one. Notice that Jesus is saying Jesus is praying for us, the church. Just before he goes to glory and he's saying, God, the same glory and the same honor you put on me, put on them. Y'all got to see this. This is Jesus. Asking the Father to give the same glory and honor that Jesus walked in, put on the church. And notice in this prayer, he didn't qualify for those who do right. For those who are without sin, give them the same glory that I have put on them. No, he says if they're in the church, if they've chosen to believe in me, put the same glory and honor that's on me, put on them. Amen. So shout, say, I walk in, I walk the, in glory the glory and, honor, and honor, that honor that was on Jesus. That was on Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah, right where you are. If you're born again, if you're in the church, in the body of Christ, scripture says because every prayer that Jesus prayed was answered. When he was at the tomb of Lazarus, he lifted up his head head and said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. Oh, glory to God. If anybody could pray, Jesus could pray. And here's Jesus praying to the Father. Father, give them the same glory that's on me. Put on them. And if God heard every prayer that Jesus prayed, then God answered every prayer that Jesus prayed. So, if he answered that prayer, that simply means glory to God, that we have the glory and the honor that 's on Jesus on us yes. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today 's broadcast. Today, I continue in my lesson on the culture of honor, bringing heaven to earth. Jesus said in the model prayer that as in heaven, so in earth, and so our endeavor should be to model what's in heaven on the earth. And the culture of honor is the first way to do that. And so in this culture of honor, we wanna embrace people where they are, understand that they have a God-given identity. The Word of God says in John 17, that the same honor that was on Jesus, the same glory that was on Jesus, he asked the Father to put on the church. And so if you're born again today, you're walking in the glory and the honor that was on Jesus himself. And Jesus honored each and every one of us through his life death, and resurrection. Praise the Lord. If that's the case, we should honor everyone ourselves. I love how Romans 12, 10 puts it in one translation. It says, we should out honor one another. So I know you enjoyed the teaching today. Uh, Stay tuned. Our announcers are gonna come behind me and give you some information on how you can get this entire lesson in your faith library because I believe the entire lesson will increase and bless your life. Also, if you're watching this program today and you're not yet born again, I want to encourage you to call that number on the bottom of your screen. We have prayer counselors waiting, ready to minister to you so you can receive Jesus as your personal Savior and have a relationship with God. And then lastly, before I let you go, consider supporting this ministry, supporting this broadcast, and help us take the gospel around the world through television and missions. We have what we call the Life of Faith broadcast where we're asking people to partner with us for $20 a month to help us take this word all around the world through television and mission. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you, looking forward to your call, looking forward to hearing that you're born again on today. And again, thanks again for watching. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you.
0: It is time to embrace a new culture in the church, a culture that recognizes that everyone is valuable and important. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches that there are many members, But one body and each part of the body is necessary for the body to function properly in this exciting teaching series dr fry challenges the hearer to renew their minds as it relates to the current culture in the church learn that everyone has a gift from god how to recognize the gifts in others how to properly honor one another and much much more your life will never be the same don't delay Order the four-CD set for $30 or the four-DVD set for $40 by calling one 342 4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. This is a must-have teaching series for every believer who wants to make an impact in the lives of others. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.